And hello, hello, welcome back to the Gay Racing Podcast. It is currently recording on February 15th, which if you don't if you don't know how calendars work, it's the week after the Super Bowl, but before the Super Bowl of stock car racing today, 2500. Hello, hello, Alex, how are you? A great American race. So I am wearing a shirt to represent the great American race, the Indy 500. Yes. The Great American Race, IndyCar. I didn't yes. realize it was May. You said it was February, so I'm kind of confused. <laughs> oh, but, Alex. So the the thing is apparently yeah? there's another. There's there's actually the Great American Race actually isn't the Indy Five Hundred. Yeah, uh, that's what I thought. That's why I'm ready. I'm wearing it is Indy definitely 500. it's definitely you know like the like the Great American Race, but it's not the, the not the. Okay. The not the. In the okay okay I gotcha. Also, like in all seriousness, that reminds me though. I like how the official name for the Indy 500 is the Indianapolis 500 Mile Race because then yeah. you don't get dumbasses. Well, you probably still do. They're like, so they do 500 laps. Girl, I you, that's, you still, that's you still get that. <laughs> that's a big pet peeve of mine. Like, oh wait, why is it 200 laps? I thought it's the Daytona 500. Oh, shut the fuck up. Do math. But yes, um, we are celebrating the Great American Race and the Great American Race that it's yeah, and, and what a weird like speed weeks in terms of just like it hasn't yeah. started at all yet, but it starts tomorrow, right? Practice is actually tonight. Just practice. I'm sorry. Tonight. What? Yeah. I think by Girl. the time we're done recording, they're gonna start practice. So yeah. You being like, I want to record an hour earlier. I'm like, oh, I'll be able to watch practice then. So thanks, Zach. Okay. <laughs> All right. I, yeah. have a, I have a date tonight. Um, <laughs> you had a date last week. You're just rubbing it in. It's Valentine's Day. Did I have Day. a date last week? Yes. Oh, I did have a date last week. Yes. <laughs> I have a date. I have a date. Zach, stop being gay. So gay. Stop being gay for one minute. It's... We're not the gay the racing podcast st- for anything, but like it's kind of getting a bit much or shoving it in our face. I know. know. Like I'm actually practicing. I'm actually in practice. So, be- <laughs> anyways. So anyway, um, um, we we will talk about more about the Daytona 500 in a bit. Um, I'm going to talk about racing pride. Mm-hmm. Um, we have not referenced this yet on the podcast. I wanted to make it a more central focus of an episode. Yeah. So Racing Pride, if you don't know, they're a European-based, mm-hmm. um, like, LGBT ran and friendly company trying to promote, promote LGBT people within motorsport, whether it's drivers yep. or personnel, media, etc. They are expanding into North America. And Woo! guess what? We're from North America. So I'm really excited about this. Yeah, we're in North America. You yeah. Didn't know. No, I thought we were... Um... Thought we were in America. <laughs> oh, we just America. Just Amer- but, America. I ain't no North America. I'm just all America. Sorry, keep going. But for real though, uh, Racing Pride on their website, they describe themselves as an innovative movement developed to positively promote LGBTQ plus inclusivity within motorsport industry. They've done really great things. I uh, one of the co-founders, Richard Morris, follows us. He's a race car driver really great guy thank you for following us if you're listening Richard mm-hmm. um but yeah they are they're looking for ally companies they call them to try and help fund LGBT drivers in their careers yeah 
And this is huge. Like, remember, we've talked about this several times now on here. We haven't in a while. That's why I think it's perfect to kind of bring it back with this. Is that when we started this, we didn't have any gay drivers. We were telling, we were saying like, oh, I don't think we'll have a gay driver in anything for like, I don't know, 10, 15 years. Right. Pride stickers on cars. Really, I'm not saying we were the first, but like from a lot, I mean, what what other LGBT media sources, especially kind of involving North America? I'm not trying right. to say that we were the first and that we're the pioneers right. of this, but like there was not a lot. That's that's the point. There was not a lot. Right. And that's there still is and that's a big a lot. And that's a big reason why we wanted to make this is like one, we're funny, but two, we're gay and there's just not really voices who represent us. So it's like, hey, let's do it. Yeah. Sort of as a joke, but it's kind of you know, gotten way bigger than I thought it would. Like, we're not yeah. huge by any means, but like, you know. We had Matt Weaver like, on. We had Matt Weaver on. Like, come on. Last week, by the way, if you missed it, Matt yeah, Weaver. Yeah, go listen to that after episode. this episode. After, don't, don't go anywhere. Stop. Stop. Don't even look. After this episode, we have two episodes of Matt Weaver, actually. So you can listen to us back to back after this yeah. episode. Yeah, Matt Weaver marathon. <laughs> yeah. We'll have to make it a trilogy in the future. Uh, oh, my God. The 24 yeah. hours on Matt Weaver just to keep coming back on the podcast. <laughs> but um, for real though, Racing Pride, really great stuff. So happy. And and back to our point, I don't think two, three years ago, this would happen. I don't think Racing Pride would really be, maybe they would. I don't think they'd be as interested to come into North America like three years ago because there were no, as far as I know, like openly gay drivers I mean, we didn't have Devin Rouse yet. Yeah. Stuff like that. And then not saying we're anything. I think it's a coincidence. I've said that several times. Just a coincidence, but there was no gay racing podcast. And I feel like now you have NASCAR. They partnered with We Can Play or You Can Play, something like that. Um, Mm -hmm. NASCAR and IndyCar both are really trying to push um, diversity, more so with with the Black people and people of color. I think Mm -hmm. that's great stuff and nascar never would have done that and you had nascar's i am nascar pride merch yeah you know a lot of dominoes have fallen in the last year and a half or so two years and i think it's made in my perspective racing pride more like huh maybe they're actually it's stuff to support here and i think that's awesome um by the way racing pride has partnered with aston martin f1 team yeah, and that's cool. One of the heads, Matt Bishop, he follows the podcast Twitter. Uh, I think that's his name. He yeah. um, works with Aston Martin, and that's a huge piece of that. That is huge. That, we'll have to get him. We'll, we'll, have to, we'll have to try to get him on. Like, come on, Team Penske, are you going to partner with Racing Pride? Like, Dude, put Joseph's in the rainbow car, and he's, yeah. he's perfectly marketable for gay people. Um, Not for yes. any particular reason. I just, some... He's hot. Anyways, <laughs> like um, um, all the gay people on this podcast I've met, which, which is like a few of us, they love him. Anyways, yeah. Um, did, did you talk about the um, the North American ambassadors? Yeah, let's list them off. Uh, yeah. Former guest of the podcast, Devin Rouse. He was the first one. Uh, Zach Heron. Both of them are ARCA drivers. We have two yep. openly gay ARCA drivers, which is yeah. really crazy. Representing really cool. kind of the NASCAR side of things. Yeah. Uh, we have drag racer Travis Shoemake. I believe that's how you pronounce that. 
yeah drag racing which like by the way very fitting for a different reason well, well yeah i was about to say that oh drag uh-huh. <laughs> um pro drift plus stunt race stunt driver sandara kennedy i don't yeah. know much about sandara but so i looked that's um, cool i so i believe i believe their pronouns are she i i i might assume so they are trans too um so we uh-huh. have trans representation um because from uh-huh. every everything else i can see it's just um like you know gay and bisexual men which i great fine yeah. but you know there there's a trans representative which is i great um and also exactly. there's like charlie martin i believe is trans from the european side of things too and um, yeah so yeah they're, they're really good about trying to diversify the um their representatives and their ambassadors which i love and then there's really also good. a champion a two-time world challenge champion tom o'gorman is also a new ambassador for north america and he gets also more there's a lot of ambassadors. A lot of them are in Europe. Yeah. But, you know, this is a huge, 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 huge moment for North American LGBT uh, race fans and just people in the industry, drivers, media, whatever. Yeah. It's like, now you have this, you have racing pride. It's like, you could, and they have a, everything on their website. You can contact them, ask for information. Like, hey, I want to work with you. Or if, you, if you're a company, probably with a lot of money, um, if you want to help an LGBT driver's career, they have a way to be able to link you to be able to do that. It's really cool. I just, I love this. And once again, I didn't think this would be something I'd see for a decade, maybe more. And we have it. Like, it's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the start of, like, hopefully Racing Pride grows. And just the fact that, because really, they are the only, from what, like, again, there's not much media LGBT representation. Racing Pride's really been one of the only things um, for a while. And the fact that they are yeah. showing interest in North America to push it in North America is directly just good for all of us, all of us gay racing fans. Sure. So, um, yeah, hopefully we'll see, we'll, we'll follow along with Racing Pride, see how they grow and see what their ambassadors end up doing. I know um, yeah. we'll keep a closer eye on Devin Rouse and um, Zach Heron this season. Um, might might get them back on the podcast. Who knows? But, yeah. Yeah. So um, is that all we have to say about Racing Pride? Um, if you want more information about them, they have their website, racingpride.com. Yeah. And oh, I have so to say... Many really cool people on there. Yeah. I have to say, as a, um, I, I do art for my profession, I really like their website. It's, it's designed to be easy nice. to navigate. Um, their ambassador pages, it links to like an about me page. Some of them don't have anything written, but it at least links to their social media. That's how I was like, oh, one of them's trans, like, because they yeah. have a trans flag in their body. So, or, cool. yeah. So, cool. Yeah. Um, love that. So, yeah. let's talk about some tea. What what do gay men do best? They spill tea. They spill tea. Oh, we have a lot of tea to spill, Zach. Oh, girl. Girl, we have some tea to spill. Sorry. I'm, I'm, <laughs> we, I'm have, a little much. <laughs> we have an update on some tea from a week or two ago. Um, F1, the teams and F1 came to an agreement on sprint races. Uh, there will only be three again. Um, however, they've came to an agreement where the top eight will now get points rather than just the top three. And apparently this had to do with the media and they took in fan feedback, which like, 
I don't really know any fans who like it, but you know, yeah. I, but that's going to be at Imola, Austria and Brazil again, a uh, Brazil again. I think I'm not sure. Imola, about the, other the other two this year was Monza and uh, Silverstone. So okay. this year. Okay. I get Austria because it's a great passing track. Like if you're going to have a sprint race, make it a track with a lot of passing in action. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Don't know why they're having it at Imola because yeah. I, Alex, I don't know if you're familiar with that track. It's kind of narrow, hard to pass. Like Valtteri and George I, Russell had an incident where they had to go into the grass to try to like. It's oh, just, it's that track. Okay. It's that track. <laughs> yeah. No. So like, why? Like, do it at the. You got the country right, but just have it at Monza again. Like, because yeah. Monza qualifying as a single car thing or not or as a group thing is like busted because of drafting so like make that's the time to have a sprint race like you know what i'm saying like yeah i under the announcement a lot of the replies are like okay why emila though so i was like why yeah and then Um, so monza's whole starting is going to be decided by like the group qualifying again sorry i didn't mean to cut you off but like just I was just going to say Brazil was only exciting because Hamilton had to start way in the back and had to yeah. charge his way through the field. So I feel like that got on there just because of how exciting it was, but that was just because of Lewis Hamilton. That wasn't yeah. the track necessarily. I don't know. I was kind of hoping they would just scrap them, but apparently they really fought tooth and nail to really keep them on. Um, but I think the big thing here is that the top eight get points now, which makes it a little more worthwhile like first we'll get eight points and eighth place will get one point mm-hmm. which i mean sure wait so first Nothing. place it's first place gets eight points yeah okay i was looking for it because i got i'm looking at the article and apparently they also changed how like when races end early so like spa this year mm-hmm. um how many points get awarded so it's like now they have conditions for if the race finishes, if they complete more than two, but don't complete more than 25%, first gets like six points and it goes okay. down till fifth gets one point. They have three different scenarios, like 25, 50, and 75% all have different scenarios. I'm, I'm not going to explain it all. I'm not going to bring your ear off, but yeah, yeah. that's interesting because a lot of people were like, why did Max Verstappen or like Max Verstappen should not get 25 points for running under the pace laps at spa like you know yeah. which mm. i kind of agree with in terms of the, you know they they didn't race but well to be whatever. fair he got half points it wasn't 25 right oh gee i'm sorry no they did get half points i so the rule used to be sorry thank you for correcting me so the, the rule used to be you got half points just for completing three laps so now it's like if you complete three laps you get like like a quarter points basically yeah so th- it's more like in line with yeah i think it makes more sense and i think these are good changes um i think sprint races i'm still really iffy on i'm probably not gonna watch them i don't care for them unless like again monza's the one place to do it and maybe austria for like when the when they feel like they have to draft off each other then yeah just do a sprint race but like Mm -hmm. whatever (laughs) um anything else on f1 changes I don't think so. No. Um, yeah. yeah. Next good. thing. Next thing I got. One of our listeners actually DM the podcast Twitter about this, letting us know about it. I did not hear about this uh, until that. 
Dontre Graves, who previously worked at NASCAR social media, uh, was yeah, hired as a photographer. Um, this is exciting. I don't know much about him. I do. However, you do. I, I used him as an artist in my one of my lesson plans. Ooh. Not that I'm an art teacher. I'm not. I am, but like you're not supposed to know that. Um, anyways, <laughs> that's my secret identity that I try to keep away from here, even though it doesn't matter. Anyways. I used him in a lesson plan um, and I looked at his photography because we were talking about slow shutter photography and I wanted to show my kids an artist that works in NASCAR and Dontre is black as well. Um, I was like, I don't want to show them some white guy that does NASCAR stuff. So, um, and Dontre's work is great too. Go check out his photography. Um, Yeah. So that's all I know about him, but yeah. If he's doing the photography, which that'd be lovely for IndyCar social media, oh, they need it. I would well, love that. Like anything. I don't know what he did before, but I'm just saying that the fact that IndyCar is making hires for their social yeah. media, whatever. Well, it's needed. I'm excited. Yeah. yeah. It's not, now it's not graphics. It's, it's just taking the actual photos. Yeah. It's like actual but, photos. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, if they put a, if they put a dark blue, and black filter over his beautiful photos. What can we do about it, you know? Yeah, so the admin, the admin, if you're listening, don't touch the filter button. No, let him do that. Just no, let him do let that. Him do that. He knows, it's his photo. You you just type a little caption and press post. We don't need this black and white filter nonsense, okay? God. <laughs> okay, just Bestie? Sh- just send them the DMs you have with Kate on oh, Twitter, because yeah. y'all oh, apparently yeah. talk about <laughs> oh yeah we've talked about that on here a little bit before kate our social media manager um kate and i we have a lot of ideas so if you're listening indycar social media admin let us know we would love to help yeah <laughs> but yeah in all seriousness no i i'm hoping praying that this is a sign indycar right. is trying to improve their social media presence because yeah you know they have IndyCar testing yesterday and today. Did you know that, Zach? I did know that, actually. Which Because I know it because Joseph on Instagram said, that made me cry. He's like, happy Valentine's Day to my sweetheart. I wish I could be there in person. That breaks my heart! He did the pleading emoji, and I, like, I was, like, I had a tear. For real. I was crying. <laughs> like, Joseph deserves, I'm literally crying! He deserves to be with this wonderful pregnant wife. Oh man, I love Come Joseph. On. But he had to test the fucking Indy car at Sebring. <laughs> oh, Valentine's Why Day. Why don't they race at Sebring? Come on. Anyways, that's fucked. Oh man. Okay. Oh, I so, look like I just lost the puppy. Like I'm like. <laughs> you're you're literally crying. It's kind I'm of literally crying. It's like ah, oh, I'm that dramatic. Okay, it's fine. Okay, so the Rainbow Warrior himself has spilled some tea about the future of Hendrick Motorsports. Jeff Gordon. Jeff Gordon. Um, You know, he's now like the vice chairman, vice president of Hendrick Motorsports. Probably future Um, owner, if I had to say so. I think, you know, I think he's basically like Tim Sendrick of Hendrick now. He's like second in line, yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to see race team for 30 years, actually, now that or that I mentioned but anyways yeah, yeah so Jeff Gordon spilled some tea um in an interview mm-hmm. um one so there's three main things he said we'll talk we'll talk about the first one here Gordon said that they um Hendrick are okay 
with Kyle Larson running the Indianapolis 500. Yes. Yeah, I have a smile on my face. Um, you are very excited. I feel like this was kind of obvious because Gordon yeah. said this before, but now he's like in this position and he's saying that. I mean... Yeah, and it's like they've been more open with their drivers the past year. It's been obvious. Like having Chase do the Rolex and the Chili Bowl and stuff and just Chase having Kyle Larson in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, that's expected. I mean, Chase has been doing dirt. Bowman's been doing a lot of dirt. Yeah. Uh, Byron true. was. Byron just won a new Smyrna. I saw that. Well, yeah. If you follow Matt Weaver, you would know that. Um, like, you know, all these guys are doing other stuff. Hendrick used to never let that happen so times are changing over hendrick motorsports so i don't know it's good for them too i think if he does run the indy 500 i bet it'll be for either penske or ed carpenter um that would be so cool like Mm -hmm. this is like the time to do it the reigning nascar cup series champion racing the indy 500 yeah what's the last time that's happened you know like i don't know if that's ever happened maybe like way back in the day maybe tony but like I I don't remember the years he ran it because the last right. time he did the double in like 2002 that was the year he won his first championship mm-hmm. so like yeah like this is probably the biggest like double since Tony and like you had Kurt Busch yeah and, you had and, and Kurt Busch yeah yeah Kurt Busch was pretty you know he I mean that was just doing the double like it hasn't been done I believe since Kurt Busch so yeah it's it's a cool yeah. thing I, I hope he does it um for sure especially since like. Again, um, we're, we have more eyes on the 600 now, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, second point, which this caused a whole fucking stir on Twitter. Um, oh, it did. Because apparently Chase Elliott is interesting. Um, <laughs> Gordon said he wants yeah. to help Hendrick, um, specifically Chase Elliott, to start putting themselves out there more. Because when Jeff Gordon was, you know, a driver, he, I mean, he, what, he went on SNL. They... Yep made like hella merch they um did you write joseph on snl yeah we're gonna talk about joseph on snl Wait, in a second what yes. sorry it's not anyways a, it's, not, it's not happening it's off topic but yes okay <laughs> but no but like so getting chase more out there with the what's it called making him a household name because when people Today, even today, like, ask me about NASCAR. They're like, oh, so is Jeff Gordon still racing? Is Dale Jr. still racing? Those are household names. And Chase Elliott, in my opinion, like, no one knows who that is. It could also just be, you know, NASCAR isn't much yeah. of a, you know. So I want to talk about Denny Hamlin. He made a tweet last night about this. Denny said, you can't force a star to happen. It's got to be organic. But in our sport, the core, all in caps, core fans don't like anything different. They prefer their ice cream to be vanilla, rarely even with the topping. The rest of the world who doesn't watch racing just sees that as boring. Denny is 100% correct, and that is why this is not going to work. I think this is a great idea by Jeff Gordon. Yeah. I just, you cannot, it no one at Motorsports right now has a personality that is flashy and is able to hold their own and go on SNL. True. And, yeah, they're, they're just a bunch of white guys. Like, really. I told this like, to Kate before we recorded, I said the only one who could do it, I think, and be liked is Alex Bowman. Alex Bowman. And, yep. and you know why? It's because he's self-deprecating and he's awkward. Yes. And a bunch of teenagers will love that. 
Okay. So Chase Elliott, I don't think Chase Elliott wants to be like that. Kyle Larson, I think he just wants to race. I don't think he really wants to. He literally does not care about that bullshit. He does not. William Byron, he has too much baggage. You have Liberty University. You can't, that ain't going to happen. And he's like, yeah, no. (laughs) And he's the same as Chase. They're going to eat him up. Yeah. And then that's why I'm like, Bowman, like, I, he's the only one that would, if they're going to do this, they should do it with Bowman. Yeah. And, and here's where I was going to lead into the Joseph thing that you spoiled a few minutes ago. (laughs) The, the only people in motorsport right now who I think could actually do something like this are Tyler Reddick, who yes. I think if Hendrick, if Jeff Gordon wants this to happen, dump one of the guys right now and get Tyler Reddick in a car. Oh no, William, bye, William. Bye. And Tyler Reddick is a hell of a driver and he's a hell of a personality. If you follow him on Twitter, he's hilarious. And he's like, cute. Yes. Like, that's my input. <laughs> like, and he's cute. But no, I feel like Tyler Reddick would be the one, if you really want this, would be that. You could also go to Ryan Blaney. Um, you could go to Austin Sendrick is really funny. It's just, I, the Hendrick team is not where you're going to find this star power. You're not. Like Jeff Gordon, a lot of his draw was that he was from California. He was yeah. not from the South. And back in the 90s, NASCAR was still seen as a Southern sport. So I feel like now what you need to do is because now it's seen as a conservative Southern, you know, redneck It's still sport. seen like that, honestly. It still is. Yeah. It's nothing, like, everything changed. But, like, NASCAR's image got, like, widened out, but then it's just, like, Mm-hmm. NASCAR shrunk, so now it's like the core of it's a southern sport. Yeah. Back. So I think if you want someone to do that, you need to find someone who's outside of all of those stereotypes. Yes, Bubba Wallace. Right. Bubba Wallace also fits in that, by the way. Yeah, I just there's a lot of animosity there for bad reasons, but yeah, I digress. I feel like you really should look at Tyler Reddick to Austin Cendrick specifically for NASCAR, right? Yeah. Maybe even Joey. Joey Logano. Joey Logano, too. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, a lot of the younger guys. Like, I don't think Harrison Burton has that kind of personality. Todd right. Gilland. Or, and it's but like, like, you want, like, yeah. a star, too. You want a star. Like, Joey Logano's a star. Like, he, he's like, I love the ambition, Jeff Gordon, but it's not going to happen at your team. So, But like, then I will say, for broader motorsport, if you really want motorsport in general, American motorsport to blow up, Get Joseph Newgarden on Saturday Night Live right now, this weekend. I don't know. If this weekend, clear right your fucking Dude. calendar. <laughs> <laughs> like, this needed to happen years ago. I I know I'm a Joseph Newgarden fan. I know I'm biased. Well, I'm but saying. listen, this man has so much charisma. He can do anything. He, there's literally a video out there of him doing improv and killing it. Really? He can do anything. Yeah, I posted it on Twitter a while ago. I can send you it after this. Bitch, I don't check Twitter. It, I posted like a month ago. It's fine. But all I'm saying is you need someone who has a personality who's not like afraid really to put themselves out there. And that's Joseph Newgarden. If you're NASCAR specific, Tyler Reddick, Austin Cindric. That's my that's my tea. <laughs> and 
I don't know. This is a really passionate topic for me because it's just like IndyCar doesn't push their drivers. Yeah. And it's just like, Joseph is right there. What are you doing? So so if NASCAR tries pushing Chase Elliott out there, they're not going to grow. He's only popular within the current fans. If you want to get yeah. new fans, someone and- who can expand that. And that's Tyler Reddick or Austin Cindric, I think. God, and as so a NASCAR fan, I'm not trying to even hate on Chase. I find him very boring. Like, yeah. and that's fine. He, again, that's fine. you don't, like, literally his job is to win races and be a race car driver. I, you could say he has a certain responsibility as the most popular driver to push mm-hmm. the NASCAR brand and go outside of his, like, actual responsibilities. But at the same time, his actual responsibilities, he does exactly what is asked of him. He goes, wins, he's won a championship, he wins races. Yep. I mean, like, he's, like, that's something, that's an extra thing that you, you you do kind of have that responsibility, but mm-hmm. it's not a direct responsibility. You know what I mean? Like, like they should definitely market Chase, and they have. But like, look at Jimmy Johnson. He's kind of this laid back driver. Who does anyone know who Jimmy Johnson is? Not really. They don't, he's not at the same level as Jeff Gordon. Yeah. Or Tony Stewart, even or Dale Jr. Yeah. Like they didn't market Jimmy, but he's. This kind of, you know, level. There wasn't much the market. There yeah. wasn't much the market. Like Jimmy's normal, like which is fine. Again, yeah. obviously Jimmy Johnson's but, one of the most successful NASCAR drivers. He doesn't need to be out of the box. Like, yeah. But the problem there also was they didn't market him. Period. So I think yeah. they're trying not to make that same mistake right now with yeah, with Larson. Larson. But it's also like you can't go all in on these very vanilla guys. Yeah. That's why I think. You need to market them as well as the person who actually would bring people in. And I'm going to keep saying it. That's Tyler Reddick. I, I'm, I full belief in Tyler Reddick. Fully do. What um, if he wins the Daytona 500? Then don't they do like a talk show tour? I'm they not sure to. if they still do, but not uh, because of COVID. But like, hey, at least you know. If he does, he would. People would like him. For sure. God, he's now cool. I wish I could change my pick. Nah, but uh, <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Anything else on that? I knew I, I I knew I had a lot to say. Um, I mean, I agree with you. I mean, because like you can't market Chase Elliott. I'm sorry. There's just not much really. There's not much there. No. Like, I mean, attention was on him at the Rolex 24 last year. We were just like, oh, cool. Yeah. Like, the fuck. What are we supposed to do about that? Um, yeah. One last thing about HMS. Um, mm-hmm. What's it called? Gordon said there's interest for Hendrick to expand outside of NASCAR. Um, and uh, there's scary. rumors, not rumors, but there's like, you know, what if they buy Action Express, the um, WeatherTech IMSA team, which is the the current it's the, talk. It's, the, it's the ally 48 and 31 yep the wheeling 31 yeah um and chase drove the 31 for the rolex last year mm-hmm. obviously jimmy ally 48 yeah, yeah. Um. i haven't i haven't seen any concrete rumors about this but this is where my head went to and it's also where a yeah. lot of other people thought yeah it makes sense it's logical because there's already a lot of people from hendrick that work there right the Ally 48 is basically a Hendrick car for the most yeah. part. Yeah. Like Chad Kenos basically runs that whole show whenever that yeah. car runs. 
And Cadillac is like a Chevy like affiliated brand, I believe. I think so. It's, it's a General Motors at least. So like yeah, yeah. it's fine. I I think this is the most likely series that Hendrick would expand into. I'd love to see that, by the way. Yeah. Um, I don't really know if IndyCar would be on the table. I mean, I don't Chevrolet's think so. over there. I don't think it's really IndyCar. No, um, it's definitely. I definitely think IMSA, though. I could definitely see IMSA because then it'd be kind of like a nasty. They would have all their NASCAR guys probably run the Rolex, for example. Yeah. They would probably hire Jordan Taylor, who's already affiliated with Hendrick, basically with the whole Chevy. Yeah. yeah. But he's <laughs> a Corvette. I think that'd be. That'd be a very easy hire, like, yeah. honestly. Um, they could do a bunch of fun stuff on social media with Rodney Sandstorm. That'd be great. Yeah, that'd um, be great. And actually with Jeff Gordon, too. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Imagine uh, the 48 is like Kobayashi, Jimmy Johnson, and Jordan Taylor. I think they'd actually win. So I mean, yeah. I mean, j- hey, Kobayashi doesn't have to carry his team that hard to get Jordan Taylor. Yeah. If, if there's a Taylor in there. Um. God, that poor know. man. I'm so sorry. I'm not talking shit about any of the other allied 48 drivers. I'm just saying. Kobayashi, <laughs> man, he's carrying the hell out of them every time. I know. He really is. He's doing the most. Another thing I could see happening, this is a little less likely, maybe Hendrick makes a World of Outlaws team. Maybe, because you have Bowman has the team, Larson I think used to have a team yeah i mean i could see it like i don't see why not yeah i don't think maybe. it's really likely maybe they would just take over i feel Bowman's. like it wouldn't i feel like it wouldn't be very uh like what's return the return of investment wouldn't be as high like well, about walls i feel like um i think it's an action express is just a good idea all around like yeah I agree. Grow, grow I was just thinking, people. like, what other series could it be besides IMSA? And, like, it's not IndyCar. People are saying F1. I don't... Shut no. the fuck up! Get out! Like, people Shut are the saying fuck they up. would replace Haas. Like, that ain't happening. I, no, I hope they don't. Don't put money I, into F1. Don't. don't I'd be do shocked. It. I mean, Rick Hendrick can afford it. I just don't. I guess, but, like, also, you're on top of NASCAR right now. Like, let's yeah. not, like, shoot Look at Stuart Haas. They suck right now. Well, they did last year. Yeah. Like, I, I probably no correlation, but still. I know, but like, just be careful about that. You know, like uh, F1, I think, I think F1's doing fine. Um, without, him. yeah. Um, also, if you, again, the Chevy thing, like, what, yep. what power unit do you, you know, go with? But, anyways, mm-hmm. besides that, um, yeah, Hendrick is. I think Hendrick. They are the, the top team in NASCAR. They established that last year. I think with next gen, I don't. I don't want them to again shoot for the moon and miss. Yeah, you know, right. I keep yeah, keep your yeah. feet on the ground a little bit. Um, yeah. So the Daytona 500. Um, NY Racing. Um, which who owns that team? I forgot. I don't know. <laughs> Who's associated I, with that team? I don't know, but Greg Biffle is going to drive for them, which right. that was rumored for a hot minute. And I didn't think it was legit, but then like an actual car picture of the car showed up. I'm like, oh, cool. So it's uh, owned by John Cohen, who is one of the few um, African Americans to have owned a NASCAR team in a major touring series. Oh, cool. Cool. So another black owned team. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
which That's is awesome. like so now we have like what brad doherty michael jordan i think there's four because floyd mayweather owns the money team that's but does that exist yeah they're there they're Who's at driving cas grala oh right we talked about that last one okay i'm like wait they're real i was yeah <laughs> i literally okay so oh so we have four black black owners see that's that's good that's good because we had oh, like cool. one three years ago so <laughs> yeah uh i will say there was a tweet by bob saying the the money team race hauler has arrived at daytona and i quote retweeted it saying this is a tweet a parody bob pockris account would have tweeted like three years ago yeah really funny um but yeah greg biffle this is his first race since 2016 i think yeah because he like dropped off the face of the earth because yeah like literally like carl edwards was hired and greg was like no bestie i want to come with you so <laughs> like he just randomly retired from roush and i was like oh yeah they they just didn't keep him um I don't think Biffle wanted to leave. And he did some SRX races last year. I think he did a race or two in trucks. Um, he won a truck race like a few years that's ago. That's right. That's yeah, right. The, in the 51, the, the KBM 51, Texas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, he, he knows what's up. Um, that's exciting for him. Mm-hmm. I'm glad to see him back. I think. Oh. Yeah. Um, the talk about the Daytona 500 itself, we already made our race picks. Um, if you missed our predictions episode, go check that out. But you picked Kurt Busch, and I picked Ryan Blaney. I feel really good about Blaney. I still feel really good about it. I feel pretty good about Kurt. I think Toyota, this might be Toyota's year to get um, a winner in the 500, because um, they've, mm-hmm. Denny's their only person to ever do that, I believe, so. Right. Um, excuse me. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I think Kurt and, sorry, I keep burping. Um, um yeah but at the same time we have no idea because you know Mm -hmm. like new car daytona um the nature of race let's talk about kind of what this i did want to say i did want to say before we move on we did ask our listeners on twitter uh some give us their daytona 500 predictions um we had one say it's dirt reynolds uh said bubba wallace uh, Avery Hage said a driver will win, I think. That's very bold. Um, we had Dylan who said Ryan Blaney. I agree. Um, Jaron Berzorski said a Ford will win, either Brad or Blaney. See, we're getting a lot of Blaney, Zach. Seeing the trend here? I mean, he is very good at Daytona. Like, besides Denny, Blaney has probably the best track record at Daytona in the last few years. Actually, let me check driver records. I'm curious about that. Um, Indy Nathan said a Penske car. See, it's the year of Penske. I'm telling you. It uh, is. Nathan specifically said Joey. Hey, Joey won the clash. True. And then Jeff J. Verg just sent us a gif of a giant wreck at Daytona as our prediction. So, I mean, that's see that probably one. the most, there's no guarantees in life except that there's going to be a wreck this week. Yeah. Like, yeah. Thanks for sending us your predictions on Twitter, you guys um wanted to shout that out i uh yeah i'm i'm excited for daytona i think it's i mean we'll make our general predictions yeah so here's some interesting things about um average finish ratings which like um doesn't really mean too much but wait what does this rating mean oh 
what is that number? I don't know what that number means. Um, what are you looking at? Right. I'm looking, so driveraverages.com is a great way to see, like, how drivers have performed in the last, like, what's it called? Last, like, two or three years, um, mm -hmm. especially certain track types. So I'm looking at Daytona. And in terms of, like, drivers that have done all the races, Denny Hamlin, Corey LaJoy, um, Chase Elliott, Michael McDowell, Ryan Blaney, I, he's he's had some DNFs, but he's run really good. We know that. Um, yeah. Because, like, he should be up here, but I guess not. But, yeah, like, we know Blaney's good. Um, Super Speedway's Blaney has the fourth best um, average finish behind. Well, Nemechek and Ty Dillon have only done a few races. And Nemechek's yeah. not even in the race. So. Right. Yeah. So Hamlin and Blaney and even Chase Elliott, really solid. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised yeah. no one really predicted Hamlin. I could, Hamlin could get his fourth. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, wish it would have been last year. But hey, his paint scheme was great this year. So I, because I loved this 500 yeah. paint scheme last year. It was great. And now that they had, they brought the gradient to his paint scheme. Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, oh. But so the weather, good news. The weather looks amazing for this weekend. Oh, right? does it? I I checked right now on Google. Um, precipitation for Sunday, mostly sunny, very low chance of rain, like five percent. Mm -hmm. So what? Well, you know, so it looks good. And that's at least for Sunday. I don't know about like Saturday. Looks fine, but also it is Florida. So like, yeah, you know, um, well, that's good. Um. I want you to give me a dark dark horse for the Daytona 500. A dark horse. Yes. Um, well, like low-key Tyler Reddick. Like, I've, I'm feeling the vibe right now. I Did I hype say. you up about Tyler Reddick earlier? Low-key, <laughs> you hyped me up about Tyler Reddick. Besides him, I like a dark, a dark horse. I mean, it's hard because it's like no one's really a dark horse at Daytona. True. Um, it's true. Like, by the way, Michael McDowell's the defending champion that I've there are like there's a fox hat and they didn't even show him. I'm just like, girl, yeah, <laughs> do it. Like show him. He's literally just won that race last year. Anyways, yeah, um, I I'll go with Tyler Reddick. I guess I don't know if he's really a dark horse because he is. He, he's also pretty good at these tracks. So. Yeah, we'll see. I was gonna say Landon Castle because he's in the Spire see, more 77. Yeah, yeah, and he's pretty good at Daytona Talladega. Um, I could definitely see him. Inspire, I think this car's gonna make them a little better. So I could definitely see them. Um, what do we think? How do we think the duels are gonna go? Like, the duels, are they gonna, in terms of the nature of them? Like, are they just gonna be single file because they don't yeah. want to wreck their car? I think they have to be single file because no one's even getting eliminated, right? There are two cars that will go home. Okay, I mean, besides that. I think yeah. there could be a wreck. We'll probably get the same thing that one duel will be calm, one duel will be wild. I have to imagine the first duel will be the calm one. The second duel might get a little ramped up and it'll, you know, the cars that don't want to go home. Well, it depends. If they're slow and are in the back, then it's like, it's not really affecting anything. Last year, the cars that were in danger of going home, they they were fast. So it's like they were in the middle yeah. of the pack. Um, I don't know which cars are open this year I, I just don't know but yeah um we'll see how it goes i think though with everything involved i think they'll be slow not slow i'm sorry they'll be um it'll be chill i i think single yeah. files the way i mean it's fine it's been like that with the 
the the crazy package we've had with the end of the Gen Six. So, yeah, I, I can't imagine they're gonna risk too much um, for a duel. Yeah. You know, um, how about qualifying, which as of recording is tomorrow? Um, who do you got as your front row? Front row seat. We normally always go with Hendrick because that that's been the trend. Um, yeah. Did Ricky win the poll last year, or was that twenty twenty? That was twenty twenty, wasn't it? I think so. I think Bowman and Byron got it last year. Um, I might be wrong. Is there a I, conspiracy theory for the poll this year? I mean, is there a big stuff. name? Maybe Colleg. I I mean, like it's random, but like that's a Chevy team. If Chevy keeps up their uh, performance and qualifying right like eh, i don't it's hard again it's like with this new car how are they going to perform it's like a lot of spec parts yeah. too it's just i'll go with um the vibe maybe i'll go with tyler reddick i don't know <laughs> whoa <laughs> maybe how about tyler reddick well what like ugh. What feel good story would it be for who who to be on the poll? You know, I can't think of anything for yeah. the conspiracy theory. Like, why do you gotta put me on the spot? <laughs> I wanted to see what you would come up with. Um, I think I think Hendrick's gonna stay. I have Elliot and Bowman. I mean, it's I a pretty Elliot safe bet. Yeah, I will put Tyler Reddick and Kyle Larson. Okay, I could see Larson up there too. Obviously, yeah. That's a like feel good that. story. Our defending champion on the front row. Like, sure. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. But I could easily not see, like, I could see it being Toyota instead being faster, or I just seem kind of more parody, but we'll see. I could see Ford. Just Ford could literally just sweep the whole front few rows, too. Yeah, I, mean, I heard some things about Ford's like aerodynamics or something. Like David Lamb made a video about it and didn't get a chance to probably. watch. They had to like tone something down. I don't know. It could just be capped too. You know, but yeah, we'll see what happens. Well, it's speed week. Um, any other predictions for Daytona? Anything out there? For the race, here's the thing, and I know we talked about the clash taught me a lesson. Um, these drivers will they're not gonna lay back. They are gonna try to win the standards. Now, does that mean no train racing? Absolutely fucking not. This whole strategy of Daytona and Talladega is the train race. Like that's part of the strategy. That's just how it is. If wrecks weren't so common, maybe with the next gen car, it's harder to wreck. I don't know. But mm -hmm. the, I think the strategy is in train race. Now, we've also seen races in the Daytona 500 where they're three wide on lap 20. Like, yeah, it all depends on how the drivers are feeling. Literally, that's what it depends on. I yeah. think at the end of the day, like literally at the end of the race, no one's no one does not want to win the Daytona 500. Everyone wants to win that damn race. I think the it's goal for a lot of these teams is to make it through the duels. I think the duels are gonna be kind of dull. I didn't really say much about that topic earlier, but I think the 500 it's gonna be all out again. They're like it's, it's they made the, it the 500. Yeah, the clash. We saw them at the clash, they were not holding back at the clash, they were trying yeah. that literally had no implications. Like, yeah, they're going to race hard. I think Don't the, worry about that. the clash, I agree. The clash made me be like, oh, yeah, they're, they're going to race at Daytona just as hard as they normally would. I think the duels, though, the duels are going to be kind of dull, I bet. 
Yeah. I I don't know. Because Bob Pachris tweeted earlier that a lot of teams, they only have like one backup car. And a lot of the big teams didn't even bring them. So if they get in a wreck, they have to go back to Charlotte and grab them. Which the big teams can do that. But still. Yeah, that's nerve-wracking. Um, yeah, like that. So for Sunday. Sunday, definitely. I think. And even going back to train racing. Um, yeah, I sorry. I agree with you with the duels. That's what I meant to say. Yeah. But also another thing on Sunday. Because um, a lot, I feel like we're going to get train racing and then they're like, this Daytona 500 sucks. It's like, yeah, it's different than 2013 when they just couldn't pass at all, right? They, mm-hmm. they, they couldn't pass if they wanted to. It's like, if they're train racing on strategy, I think that's fine-ish. Oh, yeah. And then also when they start doing green flag stops, that makes it interesting because then it's like, you have to work as a team really well. Multiple cars. Um, but yeah, I it'll be it'll be a good race. For sure. Most likely. So. I'm excited. I mean, we have what we have five days of NASCAR content. Yeah. The trucks and Xfinity we, too. Let's not forget about them. Trucks, we're gonna have like 20 cautions yeah. Friday night. As soon as we get this podcast uploaded, it's just NASCAR, 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 NASCAR. Yeah. Also, Exciting. Xfinity has like how many cars on the entry list? It's, it's a lot. Like, 48 i think like 10 cars are going home something crazy that's someone said on twitter the xfinity series should be having the duels instead and i'm like ooh, that's an idea that's a a fun idea you know yeah maybe what if we had a whole day of like qualifying races for trucks and xfinity too i don't don't want a truck qualifying race (laughs) yeah that would never end Xfinity yeah. would be fun. Trucks, yeah. though, no thing. <laughs> yeah, that would be a lot. Yeah. All right, guys. So, the Daytona 500, once again, it's this weekend. Um, it's one of my favorite times of year. It's um, definitely a little bit different now that it's not like, you know, the weekend before we have stuff. But I love having stuff midweek, right? Um, having the clash on the Tuesday last year was fun. Qualifying on a Wednesday night, for some reason, I like. Nighttime qualifying, yeah, kind of cool. The duels moving into Thursday night was the best decision NASCAR made in the past 20 years. Because I had to rush home from school. I like it. I had to rush home from school, like, to watch it when it was during the daytime. I was like, I hated that. So I'm glad it's at night. I loved when they moved it to night. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, if we're about to end, I want to say before we go, make sure you check out Racing Pride. Really excited about everything they're doing um coming to north america it's a big deal so yep yeah Yeah. all right guys so enjoy the daytona 500 this weekend if you're hanging out with people um like watching the race because i know it's kind of like the super bowl for some people um go ahead and do that i will i will actually be at home too with um, my mom and my dog watching the daytona 500 um so i'm excited about that it'll be a great weekend of racing um, hopefully no one, uh, hopefully all the drivers stay safe, though, because we know how Daytona can get. So, yeah. All right, guys, take care. Um, follow us on Twitter at Gay Racing Pod. Um, follow me and Alex on Twitter. Our Twitters are down below. You know you know where it is. You, at DreamySecGP, <laughs> at New Caden. Um, shout out to Kate for, you know, doing all um, all they do to help podcast grow on our account. So. All right, guys. We'll see you. To, see you next time. Uh, we'll talk about who won. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um. All right. Bye, guys. Bye.